Hey there! Welcome to another episode of Flux to Pose, recording on the 17th of April 2017. It's Monday, it's Flux to Pose podcast. I am recording live to digital recording so we can re- release it hopefully by Thursday. I am Jason Lacey, with me as almost always, my co-host of the most, Lucas Andrew Michael McDonald Rose. What? What? We don't call people by the wrong names nowadays. That's your full name. We're too professional for that. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, Nathan. You! <laughs> you're a sly devil. I am a sly devil. Hello, folks of the internet who are listening. Uh, that's right. This is mm. Fluxtapose Dadcast Squared Part 2. Whoa. I am here for my second week. I'm happy to be here. I hope you are happy to be here because we have a fine, fine damn near excellent podcast production for you to listen to this evening on our docket today we have irl we have a what you plan we have an overclocked remix we'll have a netflixation reminder oh and a little community grab bag to round out the show will we talk about the dig no but one day we will we'll get back to it i promise and lucas and i will have no idea what we were doing where you were going, what you were doing. What we were doing. <laughs> and in the name of Yoda. So yes. there you have it. You, you jam this all together and you get a you get a podcast called Flux to Pose. So if it's your first time listening, don't worry. We're going to get you through it. If you're a repeat offender, hey, cheers. We're happy to have you back to our Hangout podcast. Lucas, after I'd say a darn near four and a half week absence, I have... I have beer in my system once again. So yes, all is right Den- with the world. Denny Luce can breathe easy once again. I thought I thought it would be a good idea before we film Battle of the Beer on Saturday, because otherwise I might just die. <laughs> You'd have the tolerance of a Michael McDonald. <laughs> how, how, how much ABV is in this beer? Uh, 3%. What? I've only had ones of them. <laughs> He's our resident uh, lightweight, self-admitted, and we make fun of him yes. for it. Yes, we do, we do. But that's okay. It's all in good fun because that's what you got to do when you have a when you have a tight knit team of awesome people. You have to you have to you have to you have to pick on one of them. Make fun of yeah. each other. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just look at me. I mean, do I have to? Exactly. Hello. I don't, I don't oh, even God. know how to. I don't even know how to shave. So. Sooner or later, we're just going to uh, go into an endless loop of dad jokes now, where we just can't get ourselves out. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. That's, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. So, hey, I have, haven't killed the baby yet. We're going on Congrats. three, three <laughs> almost three and a half weeks. Today today was today was insomnia day. Like, yeah. he, does not, he does not like to sleep. He just likes to go. Like I, I'm amazed. Like he'll go like three hour stretches, and then it, you create an endless loop of crabby baby that won't go to sleep, and then it just gets worse. But I'm just mm. amazed. Like how, how does this little body keep going? I, you just think eventually, just out of exhaustion, it would just. Bleh. <laughs> but they just yeah. they go. I think I think he's like an energizer bunny. That's right. Swaddling was the answer because he finally he's asleep right now. So yes, we've had a couple of good stretches though where he'll sleep like almost three hours and he, only, he gets up like three times during night so he'll go to he'll fall asleep like between eight and nine and then he'll sleep at least till 
usually till midnight, midnight one o'clock, and then wake him up, change him, feed him, and then he'll sleep till like three something. Then that's the that's the bad time. Three to four, it's either doesn't go good or it goes really bad. He doesn't go to sleep till almost five, and then like I think today, well, he was still sleeping when I went to work today, so I don't think he got up till after eight. So that's not bad. But uh, you know, it's it's good. Oh well. Related to that too, I might as well just keep going with some IRL stuff since it's sure we're here, um, we're doing we're, it, man. we're here, we're doing it, we're doing it live. So, sort of, we had um, a road trip with the baby on on Saturday for Ooh. unfortunately not for the best reason. Um, Jessica's uncle um, passed away from well, he's I had talked about it previous like a year ago or a year and a half ago. He's the one that was hit by a bus, and then recovered from that and then they just found cancer and then he's been fighting that and i think you know just so i mean the thing is if he never was hit by the bus i mean who knows if they ever would have found the cancer until it was too late so true um it was just too much for him you know finally and um so we had a visitation her her dad's side of the family's all over in detroit so packed up the baby had her first road trip and the only unfortunate thing with our car seats they're the kind that have the the snap snap in base you know so it's easy yep. to pull them out mm-hmm. but both of our our cars must have a shorter rear cab because in both of ours her jeep and my caliber we cannot have it's impossible to sit in the passenger seat because you have to have the seat so far forward to accompany oh wow the car seat so <laughs> you get a chauffeur all the time so it's one of somebody <laughs> sits in the back seat and it, and it kind of works out because then the baby fusses you know you're right there to help take care of them anyway so yeah jessica, you'll end up jessica, back there anyway eventually yeah, so jessica had to sit in the back seat and so after that long a drive it we were we were both hurting but she was especially hurting so um it was nice because then he got to be this great grandmother and you know a bunch of that side of the family but unfortunately you know for the purpose it was but it wasn't so much you know it wasn't a, a sad like a depressing sad funeral it was more of a you know a celebration of a life you know lived and i think having aiden there was really a positive presence for everyone because it brought you know some joy to a somewhat more of a downed event you know sure um, emotionally so it was great that he got to meet some family members and everyone was just like oh my gosh look at his hair and everyone wanted to hold them and it's just <laughs> you know you know how that goes so um but the, and we were all like worked up about it, but he did great. I mean, he slept most of the way there. We took, we gave ourselves extra time so we could stop every, you know, hour and a half to two hours to get, make him sure he was changed, give him a feeding in. And he did great the whole time he was there. He didn't fuss. And then we even took him out. We had a Easter brunch on Sunday that we took him to, and he just, he was chill for that whole time. He slept through most of that too. So, had uh, had him out and about, did great. And, um, finally on Sunday, I was like, what? Well, Sunday night after, because my my uh, my dad and my stepmom came to visit too. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, I've had my front yard has been a bit of a we're that yard in the neighborhood. We're the blight of my street. Mm. And, I don't uh, know what that's like at all. <laughs> I think it, it, the problem was I think when I it was in pretty good shape, but then last year when I seeded it, I mean when I um, fertilized it, I think I waited too long to water it, or I didn't water it enough, and then it got or maybe i put too much fertilizer down maybe and i fried some parts of it so there's a lot a lot of part of the large chunk of the yard that was slowly just like dead and looked gross so finally last night i was like that's it and i got out the 
the hard metal rake, and I was just like, and I just ripped it, <laughs> ripped it all up, raked it out as best as I can. It still is lumpy, and it's probably going to cause me problems in the long run. But I don't have anything weighted. I don't have a, like a, one of those weighted um, pull behind roller things. Rollers, not like I don't have anything to tow it with anyway, so I couldn't really flat. So I just stomped it down the best I could, and I had some. I had a package of grass seed and grass seed with fertilizer mixed in, and I seeded the hell out of it, and I've been watering it like twice a day so hopefully here in a couple weeks i'll have some grass and at least some of the dead spot spots i'll just keep doing that because we thought about okay maybe we'll just pay we'll just hire a lawn service to get it because that my front you've seen my front yard it's what maybe 30 feet by 20 feet i mean i don't have a very big it's not huge yeah no so i can't i mean it would be too expensive to have someone take care of it but with the like, we're not sure how much the hospital bill is going to be. We're not sure about this. I don't want to tack on another monthly expense if we don't have to. So we're, we'll see what I can do first. I have a feeling I've just ruined the yard, but I'm like, well, it really can't look any worse. So, <laughs> you know, oh no, smash so, cut to just like dirt in your front yard. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's there's this there's this house we always go by. Sometimes when we ride our bike or drive to the library. And they have just a dirt front yard and no trespassing signs and, like, cardboard oh, cardboard up over the windows. Picture, like, your room when you were in high school. Yeah. Like, an entire house like that. <laughs> you oh, know? no. And it's just... Hopefully it not be, as much trash. It could be a really cool house, but they really just let it fall into disrepair and crap. Like, their yard's just, like, dirt and rocks. and So I don't want to be that place. So hopefully we're not... Hopefully we're not that bad. I've seen uh, your I've seen your yard. It is not that bad. Like I the mean, backyard, I don't care about. Plus, I, I, I'm afraid to do anything to it because Asher's always back there. So it's not like I want to put. I, I don't feel like I can put fertilizer stuff down there if he's running through yeah. it and stuff like that. I mean, unless there's some pet safe product, I'm sure there might be, but it's probably expensive at the same time. True. And really, beyond that, I think that's. A week, you know, I got my first week back in full week, first full week back at work, and um, we're just doing it, you know, making it, it work, man. just just doing it, just running home, being my dad, doing my dad thing, and going to sleep, and then doing it all over again. Although it's, that's your life is, in a cycle. This is my this is my first big Saturday is going to be the big. I, I actually I have had a couple hours to him with him by myself that is just fine, but Saturday is the first big event because Saturday might be the first chance i have to feed him so Whoa. we'll have to get well we haven't introduced a bottle yet so we'll have to do that this week but we got a good supply we've been stocking you, up in the old breast milk so you should get the the um shoulder strap thingy that gives you <laughs> i would totally i would totally do boobies. it i'd totally do that it better come even though you only need one boob it better come with two because <laughs> it just would be, be weird if you just had one fake boob <laughs> that's like that's probably that's the hardest thing is because that's the one thing you can't give him as a dad you know you can and it's the, like the one bonding experience you can't, you know. I, yeah. I don't know. I'm fascinated with the breastfeeding. I think it's amazing. So I think it's the coolest thing. Like the con- the concept, of, a, just the fact that the body produces that, but the fact that, that the baby can regulate how much is produced and the fact that the body does that, even just like pumping, it, I don't know. I think it's amazing. I know some people, and I probably I was always freaked out. I was probably, you know, one of those people that was, was freaked out and thought breastfeeding was gross and, no, why are they doing that in public? But then once you're on the other side of things, it's like, oh, this is amazing. I don't you, well, do this all the time. I don't care. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I always I'm always confused by people who are like, that lady is breastfeeding in public. And I'm like, oh, really? I didn't even notice. Why do you care? <laughs> like, unless they have like a pitch, a huge 10 over their body so that nobody can see, because it's basically what you have to do now. Like yeah, put up a <laughs> put up a tent where no nobody yeah. can enter. And then Jason's standing out, outside giving everyone the stink eye. Now, I have a question for you. Have you tried the breast milk? Uh, we haven't yet. Okay. Jess I, wants to, and she's like, "You're not going to." <laughs> I was like, "All right." So we we'll, we'll probably both will. It's just a matter of time. Probably one gotta, of the first times we get the bottle prepared. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta um, clink the glass, put your arm around cheers. each other, yeah. then. <laughs> oh. While we're on the subject, um, sure. Somewhat related, milk? but not quite. A, not not, okay. a, not quite at all. Con- I'm like, where's this going? <laughs> my father-in-law wasn't around for the brunch, and we were talking, and so the the. My, I've talked about it on the show before too, but my brother-in-law, Justice's brother Matt, got a bottle of Sam Adams. Um, I'm gonna have to look it up now because I can never remember. Uh, Sam Adams. I heard it's always a good decision. <laughs> he got a bottle of Sam Adams Utopias for. Ah uh, uh, yes, I've heard of this for Christmas like last year. It's two hundred. It's twenty-eight percent alcohol. It's a two hundred dollars for one of these. And we've had it ever since then. And then originally, originally it was going to be enjoyed when uh, my father-in-law changed jobs. Then he wanted to save it for when his grandson was born. Well, the grandson's here. So now it's been determined that the weekend after next, we're cracking into this bad boy. Oh, snap. And he wants, he's like, yeah, I've got my bar. You know, you should you should film it for part of the pot, part of your show. So <laughs> he, want, he want, totally wants me to record it for like a Battle of the Beer offshoot. So we're going to do something. So Utopia's taste testing there. So it can be um, as awkward as my stupid half-finished Advent uh, Christmas yeah. episodes. <laughs> yeah. So look forward to that. I'm I'm excited to try it. I'm like 28% alcohol, so you figure it's going to be practically like drinking a 60-proof liquor essentially. So definitely yeah. like a sipping beer. Uh, if I remember correctly, it held the the highest ABV of a of a beer up until. Fairly recently, when it I was feel like surpassed some, by like some, 1.5%. Some Europeans made like some frozen beer. Like essentially that was how they made like a super high gravity beers because you freeze, you would freeze the beer and then that allows it to, I can't remember the whole process. Let me see. Let's look now that we're on the subject. Highest Hello, beer. Gravity My name beer. is Mr. Freeze. <laughs> and I looked at the camera. I looked at the beer and I say, you need to chill out. Uh, let's see what. Okay, that didn't really yield a good result. Okay, what beer has the highest ABV? I feel better about my smashing the key when I can. Uh, <laughs> I when I can say it out it. loud. Okay, I feel like so it's strong, venom or something like that. Well, um, the number one here that comes up is Coal Ship Mystery of Beer, seventy percent. Mm. Oh, it says, it says it's closed. So does that mean? It doesn't uh, exist anymore. Coal ship, so. mystery of beer, world's strongest beer, trembling madness. The mystery. Okay, it was at from the Netherlands. Uh, it's now in stock. It, it costs sixty dollars for one bottle. Uh, is it still beer? Yes, it's beer. The alcohol is removed when frozen, and then extra alcohol is added back in before returning to a liquid. So they had to like freeze the uh, beer, add more alcohol, and then thaw it essentially. When was that? So I, when was that made? 
Well, this article that comes up here, this is from 2013. So okay, I so I have a 2013 that says world's strongest beer is snake venom at 67.5%. Okay, so this is, which 70, is clearly not. So. Yeah. I wonder if they still make it then. Like, hmm. if you're not making it anymore, then obviously yeah. you don't you don't win. Right. Denny, John, we need you to comment. We need you to chime in on social media and tell us, A, how wrong we are, and B, what's the right answer? Because this is Fluxapose. We don't know. Yeah. Here's an article from 2015 that has the top ten. Like, there's that BrewDog beer that comes in the squirrel. Remember Kevin asked us about yeah. that? That's on just, a that's, limited that's release. That's just disturbing. I feel like that's got to be – I feel like PETA's got to be all over that. I would feel <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. I. It is surprising they haven't – Okay, that same brewery has one that's called – they have a one that's called Start the Future. That's 60%. Okay. Brewmeister Armageddon, 65%. Brewmeister Snake Venom, 675 And then Mystery of Beer, 70%. Well, I was just going to mm. say, uh, actually, Sam Adams' Utopia is not even close anymore. No. I'm looking at another one that's like, uh, you said the Brew Dogs. There's, uh, oh, God, there's Brewmeister's Armageddon at 65%. And then something called Skorschbrau Skorschbach, 57%. Oh. Finis Cornat's. Opus. I mean, having like a 15% barley wine is experienced enough, which I really enjoy because you just sip on it and enjoy. So I imagine this, it's just, you got to, going to be, it's not like I'm going to take and be like, bottoms up. You know, you You might as well pour it in a shot glass and sip that because. Yeah. I just hope it tastes, I hope it tastes good and doesn't have like a, just like a burning, you know, flavor note or something. So, hey, look forward to that in the future and we'll discuss. But for now, I've blabbed on about IRL. It's time for my good friend Lucas to yes. take over. Take me home, Dad. Tonight? Country. I don't want to let you go until I see the light. Mama, I'm coming home. <laughs> Ooh. I'm coming home. Now you're, now you're talking. Yep. Get a little uh, Ozzy Osbourne in there. Um... Well, if you could, if you guys couldn't, if you guys couldn't tell last time that we recorded, well, over the two days, I had gotten progressively sicker and I thought that I was going to not, it was kind of just a little head cold thing. So I wasn't really too concerned about it. And I thought I'll probably be better by Wednesday or Thursday. No, it only, it kind of got worse before it got better. Um, Especially that last half of the podcast as I as I was speaking I could feel my nose getting more and more stuffed up so by the end if you remember I was like Jason did I sound sick to you because my nose is like super plugged up right now and you're and you were like well I don't think so but it it definitely felt that way you're you're always sick it is I read somewhere I may have already said this but I read some I think it was on a cracked article or something that uh when you have kids you up your your um amount of time that you're sick from i think i think uh uh couples without kids are sick for an average of two to three weeks or something in total in a year and when you have a kid it's like 18 weeks or something like that (laughs) something crazy on average so not for everybody but um so yeah we continued to be sick and poor isaac like i've been fine for the most part just stuffy nose nothing nothing as bad as the last time I was sick, but man, poor Isaac, he's cutting some teeth. He's got like four coming oh, in right no. now. So, and then he's still snotty. Uh, Saturday we came home and he had a big weekend and I'll get into that a little bit more, 
later. But one of the things he did was he went to grandma's. Uh, his grandma came and picked him up on Friday at nine and dropped him back off at five p.m. Uh, that afternoon, and he did just fine, even though he was not, you know, feeling well. He still did really good, and um, then uh, so he had like a busy weekend. And then Saturday when we got home, uh, I was, I was, uh, listening to him over the monitor and I had noticed that he was like doing this thing where his nose would get really stuffy and he would try to breathe through it. Like, you know, just kind of as wake up a little bit during your sleep and take a big breath and then go back to sleep or whatever. But he would instead be like, and then it would make him cough. And he was doing this like every five to 10 minutes. So. Finally, we said, all right, we got to do something about it. He, he, it was so, he looked so miserable and he was like cooing and like moaning a little bit in his sleep. And so we got him some medicine and we got him some, um, like coffin mucus, uh, all natural stuff. And that helped surprisingly. He didn't do that at all the rest of the night, but since then he's been kind of just up and down. He's had a fever um, here and there. So the whole teeth thing and the sick thing and the busy weekend thing, really not a good combination. (sighs) Uh, Sorry. I had to take a drink. My throat was dry. Um, yeah. So of course we're just sitting here like worried and like, I feel so bad for him. And Danette's like, I feel so bad for him too. And you know, you worry, but it's (laughs) all part of life. Yeah. 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 That's the worst feeling. I think. But uh, one of the reasons why we were gone is because my mom had asked me, hey, would you mind coming to my ancestral home, uh, the house I grew up in, and fix some stuff? Because my my brother and sister have both lived in this house while my mother was living uh. in, in Lansing and have, between the the neglect and the children that have run rampant through there, there's so much that has gone uh, awry in there's that house. There's nothing left, basically. Yeah, there's, me. there's, you know, things on the wall, holes in the wall that need to be patched. The the doors because the kids kept going in and out would uh, are like hanging on by hinges practically. Bare, well, you know what I mean, like their last hinge. Of course, they're hanging on hinges. That's how you, that's how a door works. But uh, so I was like, yeah, sure, I'll, you know, no problem. I'll come down and help you with a few things. So. We decided, all right, we're going to fix your front door because it, it has a cracked uh, uh, door frame or like uh, where the latch is. So it wouldn't it would latch. But if you kick in the door, it's the part that would break if you kick in the door. Oh, um, oh just. Well, everything's going to break if you're doing it right. Mm. I mean. That's true. Uh, so. We're going to fix the front door, uh, but then she decides, you know what? I'm just going to buy a new front door. I'm going to buy a new front door already hung so we don't have to worry about hanging the door. We'll just reinstall it, or we'll just remove the old one and install that one. She had a janky um, mailbox there that wasn't, you know, it wasn't, it didn't look like a normal mailbox. Her ex-boyfriend put together a bunch of, like, logs and then put a mailbox on top of it, and it would swing in the wind. That's how uh, how that's how well it was uh, attached to the oh, ground. Oh, Gerald. Yes, you know, yeah, you know Gerald. But for everyone else, it's ex-boyfriend. Um, 
and some other things around the house, but the major thing was doing the front door. So, uh, we go down there and, uh, I said, or Danette was like, you know, I, I got to get a bunch of stuff done for school. Turns out she has one week less than she normally would have. Cause she has two professors that decided this is my last year of, of teaching. Why don't we just end it early? And so she's like, okay, well I have a lot less time to get stuff uh, done. And so I said, she's like, do you have to go this weekend? And I said, well, I don't know how I'm going to go any other weekend. It's, you know, so much, so much family stuff has come up. I was like, I'll just take Isaac with me. It'll be fine. Like, it won't be that big of a problem. He's, famous, he's gone places. Famous, famous last words. It's fine. Well, it's, pro- in the, it's probably fine. In the end, in the end, it was fine, actually. But there was uh, some... There were some things along the way, such as uh, we were in Menards looking for all the stuff that we needed. And uh, I go to pick him up and I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's wet. He's like wet everywhere. He peed through all of his clothes in the amount of time. It took us about an hour to to meet my mom. I know maybe more like 45 minutes to get to my mom's. He had drank a bunch of liquid and then and then peed, apparently. So. Turns out all the, the clothes that he had, it was it, it would have just been too warm for him to wear those being outside because it was like 77 that day. So I had to go to Walmart. I'm like, Ma, I got to go to Walmart and get the get him a different outfit. Gotta you know, get, get him some shorts. Got to get that boy some clothes. Um, so I go to Walmart and pick him up some clothes. So that was our first detour. Then my mom, having decided to buy this door, doesn't have a way to haul it. Jason? She's like, do you think this will fit in my car? And I'm like, like no. There's only one way to find out. <laughs> so she buys it, and we get it in there, and it sticks out about a foot probably. And uh, I was like, well, we can tie the we can tie the the hatch down so it's not just bouncing around back there. So we tie down the hatch, and I say, I look at it, I'm like, there's not really any way to to get this door to like stay put. There's nothing to tie it down to. She's like, well, I think it'll be okay if I just drive it. And I said, oh, I was, this thing gave me like so much stress as I followed behind her. I was waiting <laughs> for it because it has like a glass, it has like a glass insert. So I'm just oh, waiting for gosh. it to just fall. We had but enough it didn't. fun driving a treadmill back from Rockford in my caliber. I can't imagine. what. That oh was. God. Yeah. At least that, at least a door is not bulky. Like, like trying to get a, a, I'm assuming it folded up. Like they make mm-hmm. them. A, I haven't had a treadmill since. Well, or seen it, was one. Pe- it was in pieces. We took the. Yeah, it was. It kind of folded and it was kind of in pieces. So, but okay. still, it was too long. We had to like tie my <laughs> my hatch, and then because the door the the hatch was open, the lights were on. And oh, interior, like, So we had to like yeah. dim all. We had to dim all the the lights. It was it was an experience. Oh goodness! And everyone's looking at you like, do these people know what they're doing? Um, of course we do. Yeah, of course. We just strap it to the top. That's yeah. what my mom said. She was like, well, do you think we could strap it to the top? And I said, no, no, we couldn't. Um, so thankfully it didn't fall out. But basically I did a bunch of stuff around the house. She finally got internet back. She didn't have internet. My mom, my poor mother, is just experiencing her own personal hell because she's just a nice lady and got taken hey, advantage of. Yep. By her own uh, family, unfortunately. Yep, but we didn't get to the we didn't get to the um, fixing the front door yet. So I got to go back down there, either next weekend or the weekend after that, and put in the door. Which 
Shouldn't be too bad because I put in the slider. Um, well, I think it's been a year now. Uh, not the slider, but the, we replaced the slider with the French doors. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I learned a lot doing that. I learned what to yes. watch out for. So uh, I should be able to do this with relative ease. Well, I shouldn't say ease, but it, hopefully not as many problems. Uh, yeah, so I, I felt pretty good to to help her out with uh, some of the stuff. And unfortunately, we found out her lights hadn't been working. And I was, I was, it's so dark in there for some reason. I said, well, let's, let's see if we can't figure that out. And the she lights said, well, I haven't think, been working either? No, there's two circuits in the breaker oh that don't work. And Your it's the mother. kitchen. I know. Well, it's the dining room and the downstairs bathroom. And I said, well, let's, let's see if we can figure that out. And she says, well, I think we just need to replace the bulbs. So I said, well, you know, the, she had bought some of those CFL bulbs and they're, they use like, 13 watts even though they're as bright as a 45 watt bulb or whatever so i said well maybe these will be better because they won't pull you know 45 watts per bulb you got four bulbs maybe you're overloading the circuit somehow so she goes downstairs to the fuse box and i say all right you know i flip the switch because it had already it had reset and she had to flip had to flip it and she turns it on and i flip on the on the lights and she says because she she's down in the basement she says this is sparking down here. The the fuse box was sparking. <laughs> and I said, well, turn. I said, I'm turning this off. So she flips it or it ended up uh, flipping itself anyway. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't know what that God. means, but that is not good. So you should just keep it off. So I don't. That's another thing we're going to have to figure out. But like all this stuff used to work fine. But then in the last two years, it, it all suddenly went to hell. So I don't know what happened. But, uh, you know, I told I told my mom, I said, I have no problem helping you fix this house because uh, it's our it's our house. It's the house I grew up in. It's been in our family. My dad built it. So, uh, you know, I want to keep it nice. I might not have it forever, but if I try to sell it, I don't want to have to go. Hey, here's here's the shithole I used to live in. Give me twenty five thousand dollars because the land is worth more than the, the house is now. So, I don't know. It, it just was. I, I wish mm. I lived closer so that I could help her fix more of it. But, yeah. But uh, you know, I like. I don't mind doing that kind of stuff. So, uh, and like I said, Isaac was good during the whole thing. But he he didn't nap until on our way home, and it's only an hour drive. So he didn't get much sleep over those over that course of the weekend. So uh, that pretty much was everything until, I mean, I've talked about this whole phone debacle with you, Jason. Yes, yes. You, well, you teased me. About, I did. About a, 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 a pending update to the, the saga. Yes, yes. So if you remember much, much the last... Like the, uh, the, the last Jedi teaser, you teased me. <laughs> That's true. That's true. At least I didn't strip tease you. Um, so... If it were up, I'm not really a phone guy. I like the phone that I got. I like the Nexus. I was very uh, happy with it when I first got it. So happy I decided not to buy a case for it. Um, and <laughs> if I had my way, just like the phone I had before this one, if I had my way, I wouldn't have upgraded. It does everything I need it to do. As long as I can check my email and receive phone calls, I'd be happy. Um, can you teach someone else we know how to do that? Their phone. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh. 
Nobody, nobody's gonna know what we're talking about. I but know, we but know. it's fun. It's we fun know. to get my shots in when it's a one-way street. <laughs> pew pew. That's what. That's what she. That sounded really dirty. It's fun to get my shots in when it's a one-way street. <laughs> oh boy. Um, Anyways. Anyhow, anyway. Uh. So okay, I've been having like, st- I've been stressing about getting a phone because it's an expense we can't really afford right now and. I I just it hasn't it's, even been a year with kinda, this one. It's like a luxury item a, a little bit. It is, yeah. When you're and when I, you're going about it the way you and I are, it's one thing if you have it lo- locked into a contract and you're paying, you know. Yeah, like t- we, we get it for, you get the phone for free essentially, and you're just paying for it per month. But yeah, for us, when you for us we're absorbing that whole cost up front. Yeah, and it has to be an unlocked phone and all this Which, other garbage, yeah. so that limits your choices. And so I I've been kind of. You know, doing the whole poke around thing where you're just like, well, I'll look at some stuff. And then you close the tab and you think about it for a while and you're like, I don't know. So finally Mm -hmm. I said, all right, I just need to I just need to bite the bullet because I need a phone that works. This this dang thing. It's not even that the screen is cracked. It's the fact that the touchscreen comes in and out and turns itself off. Dang dong door. Dang dong door is doing it. Yes. (laughs) That's a callback for the ages. Yep. Um, listen, if you'd like to know more, listen to episode blah, blah, blah. I, <laughs> I think it's 40-something. 42? Uh, three? Yeah. Um, I said, all right, I'm going to look at this. So I, I started looking at some stuff and seriously considering, and I was going to go with a Moto, uh, a Moto G5 Plus, okay. I think it's called, um, which sits at about $300. So I'm just looking for a mid-range phone, much like the Google Nexus was, uh, Nexus 5 was. And uh, I was like, you know, I kind of had some reservations. They said it's pretty good for the price, but I was looking at this other phone and you're going to, I don't know how you're going to react to this, but I ended up purchasing from Amazon oh boy. an Asus Zenfone 3. Oh, well, time to go to Amazon. Yep. Here, here's uh, the classic flux to pose mechanical keyboard typing sound effect. If you haven't heard everyone. enough of it on this episode, this is also a staple. If you need to learn all about what goes in an episode of flux to pose, p- please listen to episode 157, <laughs> which is really episode 156, uh, with Kevin, front of the show Kevin, because he just he really nailed it. I have to say, I haven't had a chance. Kevin, you really nailed the ingredients of a flux to pose episode. So, it's true. Uh, okay, Asus. What am I looking up here? Asus what? Zenfone 3 and it's the now you know here's the says, problem you know if it says phone in the name of it it's gotta be it's like, gotta be good effing legit kind of like iPhone <laughs> oh, oh yeah I guess. shots fired yeah. yes uh uh, and it's the ZE552KL model. And I'm telling you this because it's freaking confusing because they released an update to this model, but I don't think it's worth the extra $100 to to get it. Hmm. Um, but I got... Uh, the reason why I went with this, one is because it has more of a... It has kind of a unibody metallic frame. Is uh, it indestructible? Is, is it made of antimantium? I hope so. Good Lord. I need one of those. Uh, man, you break your phone one time and you never hear the end of it. Hey, I, I've um, done the same thing, so I can say it's, it. It's true. It's true. Um, I think it's wrapped in Gorilla Glass, if I remember correctly, or at least uh, most of it is. Uh, which, okay, which variant, though? There's many different models I see here. I know. It's really annoying, isn't it? Because they recently came out with Zenfone 3 Max. Ultra. And Ultra and... 
Uh, but the thing is, is I'm assuming that, each... that one it costs five hundred eighty dollars is one of the brand new ones. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I didn't buy. Yeah. Um. No, this one. What are you? What are you looking on? Are you on Amazon? Are you? I'm on, on Amazon. Okay, maybe I can send you an exact link to it uh, because it's very difficult to find because Amazon pretty much only wants to sell you the like latest and greatest one, uh, so to speak. Uh, so here we go. I will send it to you now. <coughs> uh, right there me. is, he has sent me a link. I am clicking on the link now. Link is loading. Okay, the Zenfone 3 ZE55 2KL 64 gigabyte sapphire black dual SIM. I got the moonlight white. 5.5 inch unlocked international model. No warranty. No warranty. <laughs> no exchanges, replacements, or uh, so you, your screen. See, I'm sur- wow, you got the white phone. I'm surprised. Uh, yeah, I decided to change it up. I've had a, I've had every phone I've ever had has been black. Let's just put it that way. I, I just don't like bought... white anything because you get those greasy little hands when you're eating your fried chicken and they smear all over your little white phone. And then you know, not, I'm not curious. saying you. I'm saying that's what would happen to me. Oh, okay. well, I was gonna say I I'm curious pink, because you should got that pink phone. I wanted to get that shimmer gold one. It's got that kind of platinumy gold look to it, ah. but it costs more. And I said, "F that! I'm not cost. I'm not buying something that costs more just because the well, color." With that is logic, different. you should have got the blue one, the blue black one, because that's a dollar cheaper. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But I could, I could, I felt like I could spare a dollar. So. It's a little bit bigger than the phone I have. Uh, the biggest thing, honestly, was like, I need something with a decent camera. And when you need, because like, I'm snapping photos of Isaac all the time. I don't yeah. have a, a dedicated camera. So when, when you're, you're looking for a mid-range. For Battle of the Beer Instagram. That's true. Dick pics. and, and I didn't even know Asus made phones. <laughs> I, I didn't know either, but uh, they have uh, they have smartwatches. They made our um, Chromebook, and we're happy with that. Yeah. But, uh, of course, you know, I did a ton of research ahead of time. I looked up uh, videos of people having used this and talking about it, and I guess it's a it's a good phone. I mean, other than it does have a little bit of Asus, bla- Asus, Asus bloatware, uh, but most of it's removable, and for the most part, you get a stock Android experience, which I really liked with Google's uh, Nexus because... I mean, it runs really snappy because you don't have, you know, Verizon's NFL thing constantly updating. And you're like, I don't even use this, but it won't let you delete it because you have to right. have it on there. Good, good old bloatware. And you will, you will all will be happy to know that I included a case and a screen protector in the purchase so that. Uh, oh, good. You know, the, um, so I can throw it against the wall immediately as soon as I get it and go, oh, see, it won't break, and then break it again. Uh, I did buy a clear case, so you can see that sweet, sweet shimmer gold or whatever, nice. moon, moonlight white. Um, so, you know, nothing nothing crazy. It's not going to look like a transformer or anything. Um, I'm a transformer. So, I mean, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. I... Uh, I like any purchase. I'm just like, please be decent because I can't handle, I can't handle uh, buyer's remorse right now. So yeah, I'll be in the same boat because I've got mm, 
I want to get another year out of this thing. It, it's very annoying, especially with some of the applications, because the one button I need to push is right on that line. Oh yes, where the, where the dead pixels are. Um, but I just I don't work, get but. how my phone can look like that, like with its spider web yeah. baseball your, through your the front window. Yours has a different kind of type of glass. Oh, that's right. The touch sensor. Yeah, because if mine has any type of crack in the glass, the whole screen doesn't work. Um, And because, like, right now, if I had to get a new phone, well, OnePlus has made some different, some pretty cool newer ones. But I'm really, I like, I really like the Pixel. But that thing's like 600. The only one they have in stock is the 128. If you get that right from Google, that's 650 dollars. That's I know. Now you can do like, like. you can do financing for two years and pay $27 or you can get it like, cause I thought, I don't know how well it would work for me, but I am interested in how, uh, project five would work. Google's, yeah. uh, um, network. That's um, true. But, um, so let's see. Like if I go to, if I go to one plus right now, OnePlus.com, they have, and they have like a pay as you go or, uh, OnePlus.net. Excuse me. OnePlus.com is some other company. I have no idea what that is. So right now they have the their top phone is the OnePlus three mm-hmm. and the OnePlus three T. So um, then the OnePlus three T they claim you get an entire day's power, an entire full charge in just half an hour. That takes that phone. That phone will charge up. Um, so let's look at the OnePlus 3T, and that has. Let's see. So that's uh, four hundred and forty dollars. So not uh, not horrible. Not terrible. Four hundred would be like if I was sitting pretty. That'd be as much as I would be comfortable spending. Yeah, I think I I think I paid three fifty for for mine when I got that's it. That's like terrible. Three fifty or it might have been four hundred. I don't know, but I, I again I, I did just like the switch. I hoarded money i received his gift and then gifts and then i bought it um so i didn't feel like i was paying anything let's see what this one I, is i can't believe anybody who 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 pays like set who would pay 600 700 800 for a phone i feel like you can get like that's how mike that's how much mike pays each year for a for a new car so because he breaks the <laughs> he breaks everyone he has. Oh gosh! Apparently, the One Plus Three T is the only thing they're selling now. So, um, if you go directly through um, One Plus One, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if you go through One Plus, but I think if you go Excuse on, me. I think on, let's see, Amazon, I think you, I think they're selling on there. Let's see, One Plus, they have, yeah, the One Plus Three T. Wow, yeah, overpriced on there, so I wouldn't recommend that. But, um, and Graham has a OnePlus phone as well. I can't remember. I think he has the two, I think. I kind of talked him into it. Um, so I don't know. It, hopefully, uh, technology will change a lot. And hopefully another year. I, th- I, f- I feel like you're better off straying away from the, the major, like, what, four brands. You've got Apple. Uh, you got Apple, you know, I guess, Google now, Samsung, and LG. Yeah, those are yeah, those are I'd say are your your biggest your biggest Motorola providers. Used to be anyway. Motorola, yeah, they're kind of they've kind of still got their own little niche though. Um, yeah, I don't. <sighs> cell phones. Uh, <laughs> cell phones. Oh, can't well, live with them. Yeah, can't. Can definitely break them. <laughs> no. 
They well, will break in your hand and they will break your bank. I'm glad you're getting a new one. Me too. Although prematurely. Um, yeah, unfortunately. It's too bad. Yeah, it is what it is, you know. I'll be able to tell you if it was a horrible purchase uh, next, uh, the next episode next week because it should be here by Thursday, I believe. So okay, isn't it crazy? We'll see how it goes. Isn't it the fun thing with cell phones though? When you first get a new one and you're like, "This is amazing! It's so fast and awesome!" Yeah. And then after like a year, like this phone sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It takes like 0. 0.5 seconds to open Facebook. What the I can't hell? Even, how could I send a tweet? Right now. All right. All right. We've gone yes. on. We've rattled. We've already rattled so much. Cell phone we're, cast. We're only on Woo. IRL. Gosh. This is, this is, we're one beer in to the Hangout cast. And our friends down the bar from us are already wanting to get out of here. So. It's true. It's time for what you plan. Hey, listen. Mm. <laughs> all right. Um, building on last week, I continued to play Graceful Explosion Machine, a shmup. I shoot them up as they call it. Ooh. I've uh, I finished all of the standard levels um, with quite a few S's and A's. I think I'm pretty happy with my scores. And I've been going through the challenge modes, which are just very punishing but fun. So it's a cool game where if like if I'm waiting for an email at work or something, I can just like oh I can just grab my switch and I can play it for five minutes just to kill time, or if I'm on a break. So it really works well with that mode and I when that setting and i'm it's something i can come back to it's a really good game and it's only like 12 bucks so i really re- recommend it i think it has um i think it's coming out to other platforms but i think the uh, switch got like exclusivity for a little bit as an indie release so i really recommend it. it's a really fun game and it's so cheap it's hard not to and then uh, another another indie game came out last week thursday called mr shifty that's 15 dollars. now this is also on pc uh via steam and this one's a little more controversial because really cool concept. It's basically what a Nightcrawler game would be like. You play the Ooh. the lead character, Mr. Shifty. You're like this master thief, and you're going through this uh, this high tower building to steal some sort of some sort of plutonium or something. It doesn't really tell you why, but you're trying to steal <laughs> something. And he has he has a teleportation power, so I think you can use it up to like it every time you use it, it recharges. And I think you can use it to like four or five five times in, in succession. So you can teleport through walls and objects. So that's the and he and you don't use a gun. You either has melee punches or you can grab like some melee items and to to beat down enemies. And the game throws lots nice. of enemies at you with guns, of course. So that's the main mechanic is teleporting around, and it's actually very satisfying. The combat's really fun, and he must have like superhuman strength because he when he punches somebody, they go flying across the room, <laughs> uh, smashing out windows, things like that. So. Um, really fun concept unfortunately the switch version has some real bad performance issues and i knew about this going into it but i was like i wanted to play it anyway because i mean the game it's it's it sucks because the game is actually really fun um Mm. and i haven't played it in the dock so i don't know if maybe the dock helps it a little like a little extra power i've only played it in the handheld mode Mm -hmm. um but you'll be going along, and especially the later levels when the game puts more enemies on the screen at once. Where I notice it the most is when I have a melee weapon, and you only can use it like so many times, and then it breaks. So there's like a little like a sparkle and a, like a sound effect, but then you'll get like a frame, like you get this brief frame drop where the game like freezes for a split second, yeah. and then that happens a lot with more enemies on the screen and then combat to at some point where you're probably going to die because the game freezes. You know, you get that that game freeze um 
and this was noted in all the reviews. I think every review I read about the game, I'll mention that the frame traps were an issue. And then they got a, a statement from Tiny Build, who I believe is the publisher, you know, said that, you know, they're, they're hearing reports on a, a limited number of users that this is an issue. And if they if it's have a widespread problem, then they'll look into addressing it. And then again, like, apparently there was like a, one, a very vocal backlash from people saying that the game was running like crap. And then uh, the devs didn't really approach things the right way. They were like had oh, some no. snarky snarky replies on Twitter and I think one response was when someone was talking about how the game is a problem. They're like, "Well, you can play it on PC." That <laughs> is the devs, nuts. the devs like, "Well, you can play a because I and cuz they just discovered the problem and they said they're going to patch it, I guess, but it's going to be um, quicker to roll out on a PC than what it is what it be for Switch. And the problem is I think it's I think it's built I don't care if it's built on Unity or Unreal. So the problem, that's where the problem is. You've got a newer engine, a brand new platform, so you're bound to have some issues with, you know, development. But mm-hmm. the fact that you're just going to say, like, well, you can just play it on this other platform then if you wanted the better experience. And then I saw that they had a statement, too, that they had two choices. It was, like, either sacrifice the game experience or have a little frame drops, and that's the options they went to for. But then I guess during a Reddit AMA, the like one president of the the publisher was like, "No, we're gonna get the, we're gonna fix this, we're gonna make it right." So it's unfortunate, but it really does hamper the experience. I haven't, it hasn't like limited my enjoyment of it, but I know it's probably gonna come in those later levels. So I I'm, I think I'm like halfway through the game. It's only like a four hour, four hour game. So, but it's oh, okay. it's, it's it's disappointing because it's fun. Like the combat's really fun. And the last thing I, I enjoyed this week, I stumbled across this yesterday after the family visited. Baby went down for nap. Jess was like, I'm going to take a nap. And I was like, well, I have, if I can nap at all, there's like, I'm like a baby myself. There's like this precious little window that I have to hit. Otherwise, there's just no point. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I went on Netflix and I'm just flipping through. I'm like, ah, I could watch something. What do I feel like watching? Maybe I should play a game. And so I brought my, I had my Switch next to me. I'm like, no, let's watch on Netflix. And I thought about um, going on that, watching that other Lucha show that we had talked about before in the community yeah. grab bag last week. But then I came across a documentary, Lucha Mexico. And I was like, yep, this is the one. So it's a, it's a documentary of, was it just under two hours, all about uh, Mexican wrestling. You know, focus. It talks about a couple different leagues, mostly the CMM, the CMLL, which I believe is probably like Central Mexico, Central Mexico Lucha, uh, Lucha Libre, I think. But you know, oh yeah, this about... is the one I watched. Oh, okay, you watched this one too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how long? How long ago did you watch it? Uh, it's probably two months ago, maybe. Okay, I barely. I don't remember you talking about it all. What did you think? I I found it pretty interesting, but. It's weird because after it does that time jump and then like all the bad things happen, you're just like, wow, this took a turn. And then especially <laughs> all those people like, die. especially towards the end, like my whole impression of, uh, oh gosh, what's the, what's the one guy they focus a whole lot of time on? Uh, Shocker. I was like, he's kind of getting to like washed up status a little yeah. bit, but. But the, I think the fact that I, I found so amazing was like, okay, they do he do these big CMLL shows, which I would compare somewhat to an extent of like you know a WWE TV mm-hmm. televised thing. But then all of a sudden he's like at this small podunk fair fighting outdoors in a ring too, you know, <laughs> just so yeah, it, it was really crazy. But I don't know for people that 
I mean, wrestling may not be real, but I still think there's a lot of art to the showmanship and like the 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 training and the regimen that those guys put themselves through to learn how to do things safely and correctly. Plus, just all the physical training they have to go through to keep their bodies up, and they do go through a lot of punishment in those in those ranks too. But I I don't know. I've always been drawn to lucha stuff just because I love the high flying acrobatic uh, maneuvers. I've always, obviously I've always loved the mask and everything, but yeah. yeah. Um, Interesting enough, I found that like I, I've been drawn to like to a little bit of more of the classic style too, like Blue Demon. I didn't, I wouldn't ever like that mask before, but now like like the Blue Demon mask style, I like that. Now it's like, man, I want to go back and watch Nacho Libre again, and then <laughs> I need to play. I need to pick back up. Uh, oh, what's the the one video game? Uh, oh gosh, it's Saturday Metro- Night Slam Masters. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's a Metroid. It's a Metroidvania. Uh, oh gosh. Oh um, uh, help oh, me. Yeah, I, I own I, it. I own it. Guacamole. Guacamole. Thank you, because I never finished it, and I always I like. So those are like the things with certain things in Mexican culture. I love. I love that the colors, the, the and just that, and then um, you know I've always been a big fan of of Dia de los Muertes as well. But um, yeah, I want I want a lucha lucha libre Mexican. Like I want a video game. I want a full on video game experience. And it has to be on PC so I can play it. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you're screwed there then. I, I'm screwed there, but it, I don't know. It was really, I really enjoyed it. It was very, it was depressing at the same time, um, but very interesting, um, fascinating. I don't know. It, it, it's like it's gring, it's dirty and grungy and real to life, and you know that these guys aren't really making a living, but they just love what they're doing and. Um, and it definitely, like the one guy mentioned, it, it's a very lonely profession because especially these guys that do stay masked all the time, like they keep their mask on when they leave the arena. Nobody knows where they live because they, otherwise they wouldn't have any um, peace. You know, they have to keep yeah. this whole second life. And like especially what happened to this one guy once he lost his mask. I mean, he had like a, basically an ident- like a personality identity crisis because he didn't, you know, he lost his mass persona and it just negatively impacted his life but uh it was good it was good i I was worried that it was going to be all subtitled so i'm glad there was a little bit it's a break between you know spanish and english and i still enjoyed it though i liked it It it's a good time good i good give it a i give it a four which is weird because i watched it on my tv and i could still have the star rate i still had the star rating on my tv netflix i didn't i didn't have thumbs up or thumbs down no uh no tv update for you on netflix then no so what about you sir um honestly uh, excuse me more of the same really but uh i mean more dark souls at the very least i've gotten really quite far punishment that's true it's it's addicting it actually it doesn't really get too difficult until you hit a boss and like i said before i i am using a guide uh, what I what I tend to do is I'm not a guide. <laughs> don't use a guide, or I'll know. Um, I I use it as a a guide is a good word. I'm not using a walkthrough. I'm using a guide because it's very difficult to determine where the heck you're supposed to go. A lot of the time, there's nothing that really there's no map. There's nothing that tells you where to go. There's no quest. Uh, thing that says you need to go to uh, uh, the dark root garden or whatever. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, 
So I'm using it because I really don't feel like wandering around trying to figure out what the next place to go is. Find out like I spent an hour trying to go somewhere I wasn't supposed to. A good example is uh, one of the new places I went through was uh, I had to get to oh the swamps. There was a swamp area pain in the ass one of the worst places because there's a swamp water that if you touch it you will become poisoned and uh it builds up over a certain amount of time depending on your resistance to poison so when you hit the water you like book it to the next piece of land so that you don't so that your uh, poison meter can go down a little bit before you become poisoned and then start losing health uh there was a a spider boss i needed to kill so uh, that i could spider boss Yes, so I could do one of the main objectives, which was ring the bell. Boom, boom, boom. And you know what they say: you can't unring a bell, Jason. Uh, So once it's rang, it's rang for life. Um, So I go down there. I kill this boss. It it was a spider with a woman on top of it. Uh, So like a a centaur spider. And and the set, the spider part part would spew lava on the ground, Jason. It was a fire spider. You don't see that very often. I'm so the I fire kill this starter. thing. <laughs> the spider fire starter. Yeah. Uh, I kill this thing, and uh, I go downstairs, and there's bonfire down there where you can save. And um, immediately after that, you can continue into like this hellish landscape this demony area and then i find out that you're not even supposed to come to come back to for like you're supposed to visit three other locations before you come to this thing and i'm like why do they put it right there so you can go through there and just get your ass handed to you yes yes the answer is yes (laughs) (laughs) and that's why it's called dark souls so i don't know there's just there's these weird areas where you feel like you can just wander into them and die, and then you're like, okay, well, then where do I go? So uh, I'm I'm in a place called New New Londor or something like that, or I don't know, Londor or something, Law and Order. Um, and thankfully, it's a it's a change of view. Uh, it's more of a city surrounded in golden sun, and uh, no more, you know, mountainside foggy dark looking crappy place so yeah it's kind of nice to have a change of pace because i think this is one of the longest dark souls games i think it clocks in at like 50 hours for a playthrough i'm only like halfway through you should watch you should watch some dark souls speed runs because they're messed up oh god i'd probably just quit right there i'd be like I, i don't need to well, you do some crazy, there's some crazy glitching involved. That, well, I mean, just like any speedrun, it depends yeah. on the whole set. But the one I watched had some crazy, like out of bounds glitching and stuff. It was crazy. Ugh. Uh, I couldn't imagine speedrunning that game, but I, I, I guess if you knew what you were doing, everything is so oblique. Everything is not explained to you. You have to do something to figure out what it does. Like you have to use an item. I mean, some of it will tell you like resist poison or something, but then there's other things like. You pick up a thing called a peculiar a peculiar doll, and it doesn't really tell you what it does. But I knew what it did because I was using the 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 guide, <laughs> and uh, they were like, "You're gonna want this item," which is good because I want to experience you know the game that I paid for. I want to know, I want to do the right. things that are there to do. Um, 
and so I don't know. It turns out that doll helps you get into another uh, a painting that is another level. Um, it's it's like Mario sixty four. Um, <laughs> that would be a really that would be awesome. Uh, so yeah, it's just it's just it's kind of it's fun because the combat is addicting, and I like the lore surrounding the game. But it's just a slog when it comes to just every battle could kill you. Any battle, I, I run into. Yeah things I killed in the beginning of the game and it's if you're if you're just trying to run past everything because you died way down the line and want to get your souls back it, you're better off just fighting because you're, you're there's a chance you're going to end up dying if you don't okay. uh, so I, I I've kind of slowed down my playing I play it here and there like every other day or every two or three days depending on if I feel like it or not because it does take some concentration yeah. um and then I kind of gave up a little bit on Warhammer 40k, um, <laughs> or not 40k, uh, Warhammer. It's just I want to play it when I'm not in the middle of another game. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's just going to end up taking a lot of my time because it's one of those one more turn games, you know. Uh, and um, yeah. I didn't really feel like getting into that. I could feel myself like I got in there, I checked it out. I'm like, yeah, I want to play this, but now, now I want to play it later, I think. So I started up, because I didn't feel like playing Dark Souls, I started up Far Cry 4. I almost forgot I even had this game. Whoa. Um, and uh, I've only played probably 45 minutes of it. It's it's good. I mean, it's a Ubisoft game, so there's a little bit of... there. There's some quality content there, but thankfully this one's been out long enough to, to be polished as well, but... Uh, it's got the usual weird, like every Ubisoft game has to have towers that unlock parts of the map, it feels like, because this has it too, just like Far Cry 3 did. Uh, similar with getting hides to, to make ammunition belts and upgrading your how much ammunition you can carry and money and all that stuff. So the story is, is fairly interesting. It's your main character, Ajay, I think his name is. is uh, Ajay. Is going is gone to. Uh, well, it's called Curat, and I don't remember if that's a real place or not. But it's supposed to be like the Himalayan mountains, basically, and uh, so beautiful atmosphere. And he's going there to spread his mother's ashes. She's from Curat, and she didn't have a lot of time to explain the story of her life to him, so she told him to spread her ashes there. And that's what he's there doing. Turns out Kirat is embroiled in a Kirat dragon. Um, yes. That's all I think of when you say that. It's true. It's true. Um, is embroiled in a uh, rising up of the um, reb- there's like some rebels there. Can't remember what they're called the golden monkeys or I don't I really don't the golden path that's what it is I think, I think they're the, the blue barracudas and there's a <laughs> silver monkey and you have to go into the shrine that's true silver monkey um so I don't know it's it's okay <laughs> it's not like mind blowing or anything I, yeah. I like the idea of why they're there it's better than Far Cry Three where it's like eh, we're a bunch of rich kids who went to go on vacation and we were uh we dropped out of an airplane parachuting and got caught up by terrorism or whatever i don't i don't remember exactly but uh this is a little more compelling to me than than the other um 
the Far Cry 3. And then lastly, okay. um, so yeah, I'm just playing that. You know, it's a first-person shooter. You you point a gun at people and you shoot them. What more can I say? Yeah, I, um, that's all you need. <laughs> oh, and you can drive cars sometimes, that too. Ooh. Uh, and then lastly, I didn't think I, we ended up watching this last night. I was like, I don't think I have anything to talk about as far as watching things goes. Um, but we watched Night Will Fall on Netflix. And this was something that I added because it is a documentary about, I be about vampires. <laughs> you wish if only if only you knew, Jason, I will tell you. It is a documentary about a documentary that was made in World War II concerning concentration camps. Oh, man. And it was a British and American, and I believe Russian, um, joint venture to document the um, German concentration camps, what were happening there, uh, what was happening there, and the atrocities being committed so that... When you, they were going to, all with the idea that they were going to take all this footage, um, splice it into a, a film, and then show it to the people so that they knew what was happening in Germany. Um, and so, uh, Alfred, Alfred Hitchcock at one point was tied into um, overseeing this project. But what happened was the British, the British originally were going to, edit it and America decided that it was taking too long. So they got all of this footage that was taken and this footage is crazy. You get to see some of it. Uh, you you get to see quite uh. a bit of it actually. And it's one thing, I mean in high school I'm sure you remember watching documentaries about the Holocaust. Yeah. And yep. everything is in like VHS quality. It's very low grade um, camera uh, the the film is very scratchy and blurry and everything. This that's not the case here, man. This has been like redone into in like HD Blu-ray. Uh, you can see oh, every freaking gory wound that you'll ever want to see. So uh, a lot of the a lot of the um, a lot of it is just the horror because they were talking about and it was really interesting. They were talking about how they had to film it with long. Uh, long takes because they they trained they just trained sh- soldiers they said here here's a camera you need to document this so there wasn't filmmakers these were soldiers that were doing this um, they had to take long takes of things where they would sweep across fields of dead bodies ditches of dead bodies and then pan over to um, the uh, some of like the aristocrats and stuff that were visiting there so that they could see when they, when they put this film together, there was no trickery of propaganda being, being done here. They wouldn't, okay. they couldn't like show, they didn't want to show uh, a pit and then cut to the faces of people because I guess at this point people understood that you could make that trick happen by just, you know, editing the film the way that you wanted it to. They had to make it as legit as possible. So you see all these nightmarish hellscapes of of all, everything we've we've been shown before, and we know about it. But it's in such quality that it's 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 sickening. Like I popped popcorn for Danette, and I was gonna eat some, and I was I like lost my appetite because it was so. <sighs> I mean, just the yeah, it's so, probably not really a good popcorn. <laughs> genre. No. 
No, I mean, she'll eat popcorn without watching something. We had decided after that. She wasn't like, ooh, I can't wait to settle into this. Um, <sighs> but but uh, it's just like the, the, the imagery of the cleanup. Like somebody had to clean this up, right? And they made a right. lot of the Germans do some of the worst work. But yes. people just... You're just grabbing these skeletons with with flesh on their bones. Basically, they're just they look like a, a trash bag with bones in it because at this point they've been left out to rot because the Germans didn't give a crap. Uh, just grab them by the arm and they had to haul them over their backs and throw them in a pit. And it's just like, and th- and this is the, you know these are the soldiers who came to liberate the camp. And it's just like how do you how could you do that? I couldn't imagine doing all this stuff, no. winning the war, and then going home and living the rest of your life. It's like, hey, thanks for the nightmares. You know, <laughs> I, just, I can't wait to live the rest of my 40 or 50 years with these nightmares right. in my head. So right. I, I know it sounds horrible and it, and it is horrible, but that was the point of the of the of their filming this. Um they needed to document how bad it was so that people understood what was happening. Uh, I don't, I don't, it's not really a spoiler because it's history. It's already happened. But basically the reason of this thing existing is because spoiler alert is because, um, it never got finished. Uh, it was deemed, it was deemed too, uh, it was deemed too much, I get, like at the time there was a political problem with releasing it because the um the general public would want all of these um these um people who have been taken from their homes and now like a lot of one of the ladies was like I don't want to go to back to Poland this place that place was horrible even before like the war and everything mm-hmm. um all these refugees have nowhere to go and none of like Britain and the U.S. were all like, oh, we can't take on, you know, these hundreds of thousands of um, Jewish refugees. We, we've got problems of our own. So they decided that they couldn't release the film. And uh, it was only completed because of this documentary. And um, or no, I think it was completed by a museum. And then oh, wow. uh, parts of it was were released. So it is very uh, it is worth watching, much like. I didn't cry. I will put I will put that out there. Schindler's List made me cry. I will not, I did not cry during this. I did get sick, but it it was it was interesting to see it in in a fidelity of practically being there as opposed to grainy imagery on a on a, you know, tube TV. So, yeah. I would recommend watching it, but it is very grim. It is very uh you know, don't don't eat spaghetti <laughs> before you watch it. Because it is, uh, and it, it doesn't seek to do that. It just, it is what it is. It presents what happened, and it's not trying to be crazy or anything. You know, it's not like gory on purpose. Yeah. It's just what it is. So, uh, good. It is good though. It definitely made a statement. So, uh, yeah, night will fall. Uh, it's interesting, and thankfully, I will say this as my closing thought. Uh, there are breathing points like it's pretty bad okay. in the beginning, but it does cut to other people talking about stuff. And like there's editors who first saw the footage and their point of view and um, other footage that isn't necessarily dead bodies for an hour or whatever. 
So it's, yeah, it's like an hour and 15 minutes. So I would recommend watching it. Um, if you just want a horrible night, <laughs> if you just want to feel bad about life in general. Uh, so, do. so other than that, that's, uh, that's everything, man. That's, that's all I've been doing. Watching a lot of YouTube lately, but nobody wants to hear about that. So, ah, oh, well, now that you've brought us down, let's yeah. try to bring things back up a little bit. Let's do an overclock remix. Let's, <laughs> let's lighten the mood here. It got heavy. Got too heavy it did for me, get. bro. That's why they call me Heavy Metal Riff. Oh. Because I right. come into the room and make everyone feel bad. Yeah. Should I spin the wheel? Yeah, let's get some good. Unless it's Castlevania, I veto that. Da 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 I like Castlevania, but. It's true, but you can only take so many rock guitars and right. um, organs, pipe organs. Let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Je uh, it is uh, the Chrono Cross, if you would like to read. Ooh, traversing the Aether. The Aether. Aether. Yeah. All right, Lucas has called it. Our remix this week, hey, they changed their... Uh, Change their layout a little bit on their website. That's cool. Um, I remixed this Whoa, week comes yeah, from Chrono, Chrono Cross, uh, Traversing the Aether by Avaris. Um, this was, re- let's see, re- posted and released March 22nd of 2017. Um, this looks Certified like it fresh. features the song They Who Are Gone, which is from Chrono Cross, released in 1999 by Square on the PlayStation. Uh, I kind of vetoed this game growing and when it was out because I was like, this isn't Chrono Trigger. I don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> yeah. So I, ne- yeah, I never exactly. played it. So not familiar with the music, but hopefully it is good. So we are going to play this remix. We're going to recharge our emotions. We're going to lift them back up, Buttercup, and we will be right back to wrap up the show. So turn on, or you can skip through it and get right back to the show. Do what you may. We like the Old Clifford Clock remix. And if you like this remix... And many more, you can find them all at ocremix.org.
you have it. That was Overclock Remix. Bef- uh, just a reminder before we get a little further, next week is Netflixation week. And again, we are watching Kubo and the Two Strings. A great Kubo. animated flick. So you want to check that out and join the conversation. Lucas, we didn't really text about it at all. I'm assuming you watched it. What did you think of that The Last Jedi teaser? Oh, um, yeah, I did watch it. Um, I mean... I, it got me excited. I smiled during it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just—it's a teaser. Like teasers kind of annoy me. I, I like them, yeah. but I try not to. I mean, when a teaser, especially when they're like fifteen seconds, and it's like you see one little glimpse of of something. Um, mm-hmm. But I was glad to see it was a little bit longer than that. But uh, no, I mean, I'm excited. Yeah, I, looks if awesome. If I didn't see anything, I'd still go watch the movie. So it's like, right. you know. But uh, yeah. I am I'm glad to see that there. Uh, I mean, I know this was kind of the plan, but it's probably good that they're kind of moving away from like the first the the uh, Force Awakens played a little bit on our nostalgia kind of. But now yes. we're kind of moving yeah. into the rest of the story so that or at least it feels that way. They had so to like set up this new trilogy. Now they can really like dive into it. Yeah. 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 So I'm excited. I'm really excited to see to have you know see Luke have a larger role and everything. Like I, I literally like the you know they got me invested with the new characters from for the Force Awakens, and I'm just really excited to see everything you know play out and move forward. I think it's gonna be great. Um, building on that, you know, we had uh, Star Wars celebrations been going on too, and I'd, I'd watched a few of the panels. Like they had a 40 years, um, 40 years of Star Wars, and mm-hmm. George Lucas himself even appeared on that. But they had. Mm. Hey. <laughs> many, many players from the different, uh, you know, different, different uh, the movies, but making his very first celebration appearance, I can't believe it. Harrison Ford even showed up, and I was like, "Wow!" I can't, Did can't he crash a plane that, to get there? They got that curmudgeon <laughs> to be on there. Um, Hayden Christensen, his first celebration appearance in years. Oh wow! Sorry, um, he just apologized the whole time. <laughs> He actually got a really good ovation when he walked down stage. I think a lot of people were excited to have him there. I really and there's been rumors that he's going to appear in a, a film, like maybe as a Force Ghost or something. I'd be totally okay with that. I like, I don't know. I really like. I would I, be, I'd be interested in giving him a second chance under I a think, different director. Yeah. Well, there's so much that can be said for what you know, the lines he was given, the way he performed. But I, <laughs> I still love. I really liked. I like him as Anakin Skywalker, especially in Revenge of the Sith. I love. I think you know that's. That's a great. I love his that image of of him as Anakin. And then uh, they had, I watched the only other one I watched was the um, the Last Jedi panel that was hosted by Josh Gad. That was really good. And um, I haven't because they haven't split up the rest yet. They just have like a six hour live stream. But I really want to watch the Star Wars Rebels one because they showed a teaser for Rebel season four oh, and confirm and confirmed that, that season, season four is the last season. So the show comes to an uh. end after the season. So it looks like, you know, it's really building up. Um, and it's definitely going to run. I wonder if it's going to, like, end right. At, my thoughts is maybe it's going to end right and mash right up with Rogue One. Like, the the Rebels will end, like, yeah. with their invo- show, like, their involvement with that battle. Um, looks awesome. Looks really good. I can't. And I think, I think the reason that this show is ending, because I think they're going to have another animated show that's going to kind of, I think it's either going to help span the gap between episodes six and seven or it's going to take place during the new trilogy timeline i can't remember which i think and it's I think lego star wars <laughs> <laughs> there is there is another lego star wars 
I know. I tried watching it, and I was like, this is clearly (laughs) not for my age range. I'm too old for this. Um, So, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that real quick because Star Wars is awesome, and we still love Star Wars. Consider it touched. We touched. And now it is time for the grab bag of grab bagginess. All the grab bags. Listen, Look at that. Listen that bitch and bitch. Lucas did what he did. We have more. It's like you're my wife. We have... You asked me to do something and I did it three months later. <laughs> we have original. Well, not original. We have more <laughs> grab bag music. Now, if you'd like to hit up, submit your own thoughts to the community grab bag, please reach out to us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at Fluxtapose or on Twitter at at Fluxtapose or uh, and we're on Google Plus too no one uses that or you can email um, you can just email me Jason at Fluxtapose.com so starting or off or my cell phone bag, number is 616 no I'm yeah, just kidding you can uh, swipe swipe right on Lucas on Tinder on Tinder um, yes starting up on the grab bag we have Graham Ham Ox 14 our, our man from the land of the UK says hey I stumbled across this guy on YouTube and he tagged us and this guy has a very interesting uh, YouTube art I just made it super big no, I did that because I'm trying oh, to figure out how do I how oh, do I okay. make it even bigger. I want to look at it. Let's see. His it name all. is El Ricon de Fino Raptor, and uh, his logo is the <laughs> F tank, the Fluxtapose F tank. And I don't I don't think he edited that. I think he just stole that right from our website I, and put it, it on. Yeah, you know? yeah. It really does look like. I mean, come on. I how else it, would so you make it? But you know what I mean. Like it'd be hard to deviate from that if you're going to make it into an F, but good lord. Yeah. It looks exactly like he stole it from from our from the channel. Yeah. Yeah. I don't actually do we even have the F is the F tank even on our website any longer? It's uh I think it's incorporated oh, yeah. it's here there. and there, but it's oh, yeah. it's, uh, it's right not in the, the YouTube, top, so. I don't think. Now, you know, his does look slightly thinner at the top. Fino Raptor I'll give it to him, but still, I think he's. We were the inspiration for that. Graham, no, he don't. Talk? No, he stole it. If you look up <laughs> Phenoraptor, it is exactly. <laughs> Graham, how did you come across a? How did you come across this anyway? Because it's this. It looks like his <laughs> page is in. I'm assuming foreign language. Oh for, God, should we get it? Should we? Do you want to get a taste? Do you want to get yeah, a taste of what's I'll, going yeah. on here? Give me a little taste. Give me a little sample. I'll drink that. This milkshake. is his. Uh, <laughs> This is uh, yeah, it's supposed to be like that, I guess. Come back to me, home star. Good lord. No, honestly, give me a little I still can't hear it. It's like, oh, that's not good. He's playing Alien Isolation in it, and it's uh, a lot of Spanish. <laughs> that's about all I can say. Uh, he's got 230 views, so he's doing better than Battle of oh, Beer. Okay, yeah. Well, hey, we're trending somewhere. And Fluxibos is trending. We have a lot of Japanese porn bots that are downloading our podcast. That's my conclusion. So thank you. Thank you for that. Um, and the man from the land of San Francisco, our favorite submitter, Dan Anthony, says, well, he simply says all with a question mark and, and leaves us. This oh boy. DailyMail.com article from the UK, What Nightmares Are Made Of, Arachnids Team Up to Build a 30-Meter-Long Spiderweb Covering a Park as They Attempt to Flee Floodwaters. And oh. we got a video. We got a video here. Holy cow. Take- that It looks like... Wow, it looks like a net like blowing in the wind. 
but it looks like all... invisible water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought it was like, yeah, it totally looks like that too. That's insane. Oh yeah, like it does look like nylon netting just over the grass. If you really want to be terrified, like Google, uh, like search the web for someone like uh, harassing the daddy long legs nest, and you watch up all these millions of tiny oh, yeah. little fish spiders come flying out of it. That's insane. And they go straight to your mouth. If you just watch just, this, you would have no idea what that is. But that's crazy. I know. That's a spider web. You're left to imagine that how many spider webs or how many spiders must have been in that web. Much like, uh, no doubt, I've been walking through spider webs. So, oh, oh, yeah. If you scroll down, there are pictures of spiders. Oh, well, I'm good. I'm good on that. My wife. <laughs> my wife. I was gonna say my wife. I've seen dead bodies, so wait, at this wait, point, wait. nothing confuses. You, you've seen my wife. <laughs> my wife. She'd be punching me in the face. And saying, get those spiders away from me. Get, get those spiders. Like oh, did you, uh, somebody related again, did you happen to watch, did you see the uh, Battlefront 2 reveal trailer? I did, I did. Oh, yeah, I sent it to you. Yeah, well, you did. I, I sent you that one. There's another, there's a full, the actual, that one was like an early leak. The full one got oh, released as well. I haven't seen that one. So you should check that out. Oh, another fun oh. note that is apparently coming that's related to Rebel Season 4. Um... This will be a slight spoiler if you've not watched season two of Rebels. Um, you know, uh, so skip ahead if you don't want to. You know how you know how Rex is in you know Rebels, obviously. Yes. Captain Rex. Well, apparently they're changing. He's finally like losing his uh, his armor, like the standard clone armor, mm-hmm. and um, got a new look. And his. Uh, His design is very much, um, how will I say, Endor related. Very much looks like, um... Oh, like a, like a forest-themed battle garment? <laughs> yeah, and which, because it was always a fan theory that he, you know, in Return of the Jedi, there's a brief scene where it shows all the troopers out front, and there's, like, one trooper that's got this white beard that stands out, because he's really old-looking, and then in the old EU, he had a name, but now, like, there's been a fan theory that that's going to be Rex, and now it's like, are they just kind of playing that up a little <laughs> bit, or are they, actually, are they actually going to go with it and say that that's Captain, Re- you know, that's going to be Rex, which would be, I think is really cool, but... Might as well. I say go for it. Just go for it. Like, for some reason, I have a YouTube video playing, but for some reason this isn't, uh, I have no audio in my, uh, I'm not sure why I have no audio in my, my YouTube. Something's going on with my volume mixer, but that's, uh, it's that's a tale a for, for another day. Another, that's a story for, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, so, so that, yeah. so there's that. So, uh, <laughs> okay. Dan, get, Dan, get back to your submission. Um, spiders, Spider-Man, friendly neighborhood all Spider-Man. Spiders, all spiders, all the time. And uh, boy, so Star Wars, we love Star Wars and uh, spiders. And Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Is this the awkward finish? This is the awkward finish. So thank you. If you made it this far, you survived an entire episode of Flux to Pose. Thank you so much for listening. Join in all the time, all the things. You can hit us up on the Twitterverse. And if you want want more Lucas and Jason, 
Lucas does a lot more. I occasionally produce some content for PlaySomeVideoGames.com. Lucas has got... He's the man. He's all over it. <laughs> I, uh, you, you've chosen the, my least productive time to, to talk about <laughs> what I've been doing. Okay, um, how about this? If you really want to follow Lucas, go to uh, DeviantArt.com slash <laughs> yes. Heavy Metal Riff. And, or Newgrounds, uh, and you can see all of the things that I never finished. Yeah, you can download uh, the Flexible theme song. You go on Newgrounds. That's true. That if you is want true. that in your fancy. Um, you got to pay us though first. So um, yeah, Lucas, take that down. We don't want no freebies. That's, we need, that's uh, right. We need we need ninety nine cents per song. <laughs> It'll be on iTunes. Ninety nine cents. It's or you can buy the whole album for eight dollars. It's one song. <laughs> uh. I like it. Thank you. I like it. So, all right. I love it. I think we've done enough awkwardness. That is it. That is the podcast. Thank you for listening. We'll have this release sometime this week and come back next week for even more milkshake drinking, docket slinging, uh, flexible phenomenons. I don't know. Sure. It'll be great. You'll love it. So, until then, stay fresh. Goodbye. Flex phenomenons. <laughs>